Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Hey, gang, welcome to episode number 129 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Drew, I don't know if I've shared this with you or not, but we are on the brink of another pretty nice number in our podcasting career. And we are approaching uh, 200 followers, which I think is pretty cool. 200 people choose to download and listen to this every week? Um, yeah, apparently. So, you know, if you're one of those that uh, are listening, but you haven't followed just yet, there could be a fabulous prize for the 200th person that downloads. Could be season tickets to Jets football. And why you got to punish people? Yeah, 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 right. I mean, that's just, that's just harmful. Well, you know, for years, the joke was, uh, what did Santa bring you? Did he bring you coal? And around here, they would say, no worse. I got Lions tickets. So, you know, hopefully the uh, Lions are still alive when this drops. They are. That means they're probably headed to the Super Bowl. My guess is they're not. Uh, It was a heck of a great season. But uh, hopefully, hopefully Dan and the the boys are still playing football. Yeah, this this would be dropping the Monday after or before the Super Bowl. So yes, if they're still in it, then, then we're, um, we're, we're in a good spot here in Michigan. Yeah. That would be just, just amazing. It's uh, episode 129, which is odd. And as you've so, <laughs> so said for three years, I'm odd. So I, I guess this is my, my episode. It, it would be your episode. And which by the way, um, happy three year anniversary. Oh, you're too kind. I, um, I didn't get you anything. I didn't get you anything either other than saying happy three year anniversary. Cause well, you got that. So, so you're one up on me. Three years of you and I doing this and we spared the listeners doing a recap show this year. Oh, huh. Me <laughs> or did we, um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, we probably should spare them. So, you know, we were talking last week about the importance of changing your culture. And we touched on a moment where we said, make sure that when you're hiring or whoever is doing the hiring, that you're talking to them and letting them know what they need. And that reminded me of my good friend, Ugo Barbosa in Oahu, that's running a store on a military base. And by the way, Ugo, congratulations on the watch. Nicely done, my friend. I'm super proud of you. And we were doing some hiring training while I was there. And I said to Ugo, we had an applet come in. I said, the first thing you need to do, because we'd done a schedule the day before. So we were pretty aware of our needs and what we needed. I said, the first thing you need to ask this guy is what's his availability. Because if his availability isn't meeting our current needs, then we have to go into the next part of the conversation, which is, okay, that's your availability, but can you work these days? Because this is where I've got open holes. So, you know, I thought we'd spend some time today talking to people about not simply hiring, but hiring for your needs. So look around for a need and start coming up with ideas to fill that need. 
One idea will lead to another. And before you know it, you've done it. See you need fill it. Fascinating. So what I hear you saying is that the mirror test, where you put a mirror in front of an applicant and if they fog the mirror because they're breathing, then they're hired, isn't good enough to hire someone. There's more to it than that. Yeah, I've never been a fan of the mirror test, if I'm being honest. I have been guilty of doing the mirror test, if I'm being honest, uh, because over the course of the last four decades, I've occasionally been in a spot where I needed people. And I would say that the results of using the mirror test have always ended the same way. I had a team at corporate where when I was hiring a trainer for each market, I had one person for a market apply, just one. And we did the interview and I'm like, this, this person shouldn't be a, the, the trainer. Like they, they, they're not who I want. And the director told me they're the only one that applied. So they're the trainer. And three months in the, the director is like, we need to fire the trainer. <laughs> I was like, I know, but, but we're stuck now. It's funny how sometimes we get in our own way, thinking that simply filling a hole is going to actually fill our needs and get us to the results we want. When what it might actually do is plug the hole for a short time, let the pressure build up behind it. When you finally realize that that wasn't the right fix, the hole becomes bigger. Yep, too big. Because maybe that person you hired because you thought you needed a person drove away a good person. And now you have a person you need to get rid of and you have a person that you've lost. And now you're down two instead of being down one. So let's let's make this a happier thing. Let's get back into the uh, availability versus customers' needs. I can't remember where I heard it from. It might have actually been from my wife. I don't think it was from you. Why are we asking people for their availability? Why don't we just ask them what their perfect schedule is? Okay. Let's pretend for a moment I hire you. What's your perfect week look like? What days are you working? What days are you off? What, when do you come in? When do you leave? Because if I ask people availability, if I may for a moment, the general answer for most people will be either I'm part-time, so I can't come in until I get off my other job. So it's something like uh, any day after seven o'clock or it's uh, any time at all. But the any time at all is never any time at all. No, it never is. Right? There's always limitations. So instead of asking a question where they're going to answer with the uh, whatever you need me, boss. No, 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 but it's not. It's not that. What's your perfect schedule? I like that a lot. What's your perfect schedule? I think if you're going to ask that question, you should also have what your perfect schedule for them is and see where the alignment is and then talk about where the differences are and see if you can come to a mutually beneficial relationship. Because they don't know that, especially if they've never done this role before, they don't know that your busiest time is Friday from four to eight. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad you just said that because one of the things that I like to always tell people that are coming into our business is that we're open seven days a week. We open at lunch every day and we close every day pretty late. The reality of our business and when most of it comes in is we are nights, weekends and holidays. And I think we need to tell that to people when they're coming in is I get really frustrated when I see managers coming up to Halloween or the night before Thanksgiving 
or New Year's Eve or the Super Bowl. And then they post something that says nobody asks for these days off. But they didn't ever tell that to people when they were hiring. Like, I'm not a big fan of blackout days. I'm just I'm just not. I'm a fan of letting people know when there's going to be the most business and letting people when they know that they can maximize their earning potential and letting people know that the team really needs you on these days. I think people get in their own way with blackout days. So you're telling me that this driver that works 38 hours a week for you does an exceptional job, always shows up on time, is always in perfect image, smiles at all the customers. He wants to take his kids out trick-or-treating, so you're going to cut off your nose to spite your face. And I just don't get it. I mean, why can't you negotiate with him and say, hey, listen, trick-or-treating is this time. We're going to be really busy before it. Can you give me two hours? Or we're going to be busy after it. Can you come in after you take your kids trick-or-treating? Ever the optimist in me, I, I always negotiated something similar as I moved through the franchise I was with or with corporate. As a Jets fan, I was always, I know, I know Super Bowl. I get it. And with corporate, and when I was with corporate and that uh, Stan Gage guy had us in the office, we would all go out and work in stores on Super Bowl. And that was fine. But I told him up front, I have no problem doing that unless the Jets are in the Super Bowl. That's funny. I don't care who you are. I know the chances are slim. But if that happens, I'm not working that day. Right. I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power to get as close to that game as I can. You know, let's talk about Super Bowl because I think we've decided that this one's going to drop a week before the Super Bowl. Let's say you need 22 drivers. It's going to be Super Bowl. It's going to be super busy. And driver number 22 says, hey, my team is in the Super Bowl. I want to watch the game. Why not negotiate with them and say, you know, can you open that day? You know, you're usually a closer. Can you be my opener? And I'll negotiate with my opener to see if he can stay through the bulk of the game. And even if you're getting your rear end handed to you when the game starts and you promised him he could go, how much would you be getting your rear end handed to you if he hadn't have been there from open till the time that you said he could go? We've got to realize that, yes, we're a team and we're all going for the same goal. But I'm here to tell you, your hourly team members are not as committed to the business as you are. And that's okay. Can we, can we wind this down to something smaller than a football team? For those of you that hire anyone that's still in high school, every year, every year prom happens. Every year graduation happens. Yes, it does. Every year homecoming happens on a Friday night. And every year, your seniors that are in high school that work for you will look at you and go, I don't want to work that day. And every year, you're going to get mad at them. It doesn't make any sense. It does not. You know, when you were a high school senior, you didn't work on homecoming. You didn't work on prom. You sure didn't work on graduation. Why are you even negotiating? And for those of you that did, that was a choice you made and that was fine. You know, if we were to look at today's average high school student, maybe it's a 50-50 mix, 50-50, you know, 50 of them care about what's going on in their high school and 50 of them want nothing to do with it. These are things you should know when you hire them. You know, if you're hiring someone that's in high school, are you planning on going to the prom? Are you planning on being at your Friday night football games? All of these things are great. I just need to know. And maybe it changes your decision on whether you hire them. Maybe it doesn't. 
but at least open up the lines of communication with your team member and avoid hitting them with, hey, listen, I know prom's next Friday, but nobody's getting that day off because we're going to be busy. Or worse, oh, I know, I know prom is next Friday and it starts at seven. So can you work till 630? <laughs> and I, I, I only say that because I've, I've seen those posts online. I've, I've had GMs tell me they've told people they've that when I supervised them, when I was a director, like people make really, if I may say it, dumb decisions when it comes to scheduling for a Friday or a Saturday night or a Thursday or a Wednesday or a Tuesday. Yeah. We're putting the moment over the person. Yes. Oh, Drew, that was awesome. The moment over the person. You just coined a phrase, brother. I love that. And we've got to stop doing that. We've got to stop worrying about this Friday night and think about the other 51 Friday nights. And that doesn't mean fold like a tent and give them whatever they want. That means negotiate with them and come up with these mutually beneficial relationships. Yes, friend of the show, Mike Rumpel, I'm using your line. It's a good line. It, it, it really is. And I think, you know, if you spent any time with Mike at all, he's very transparent about that. He's not just trying to create mutually beneficial relationships. He's trying to let everybody know that he wants mutually beneficial relationships. You know, a mutually beneficial relationship with the customer is a pizza at a fair price. And the fair price is a value to the customer and a profit to the company. And then making sure that it's right, delivered by a happy, smiling face, delivered in less than 30 minutes. And, you know, we've got to, we got to do all these things. So when we are working on these schedules, we've got to have these mutually beneficial relationships with our team members if we want them to stay for more than a day, a week, a month. I know I've talked about this before, but um, I'm going to bring it up again. I've gotten to a place in my life. There were years where I was with corporate when, and I was with the, the corporate stores and I would teach scheduling and we'd talk about staggering in people have you heard about that before sam staggering people in when you're building your schedule yep i have gotten to a place in my life where i don't believe we should stagger people in i think sam if if your in time is four o'clock then it should be four o'clock every day because the more i stagger it the more i mess up your life and the more anxiety i give you for are you going to be on time are you going to be late what time do i show up today if it's two o'clock today and 11 a.m. tomorrow and 6 p.m. the day after that, you have no idea. Like I'm making your life more difficult outside of work. So I've gotten to a place where stagger the out times, but make the end time as static as possible because it and, and I've seen it when my daughter worked at Domino's. I've seen it when my wife works her job and her end times are all over the place when it's the same time. All of a sudden you can build a routine around that. And people like routines. I mean, it's really hard to complain to somebody that they're always late when their end time is always different. I'm wrapping my head around what you just said. I definitely agree that staggered out times are super important. First of all, if you have three drivers all scheduled at eight, you can't check three people out at once. What I've noticed is that the one person you're checking out is right next to you and the two per people you're waiting to check out are right next to you. Yeah, they're taking a number. They're just standing in line waiting at the deli counter. They're just waiting. So I am not sure where I'm at on the not staggering people in. I think what I'd like to do on that, if it's okay with you, 
is park that for for a future episode and let's oh are we going to go um service versus product debate on staggered end times no 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 it's not a debate because <laughs> in this particular case i would have to force myself to choose a side to do the ba- debate i'd rather just have a discussion and and see where i end up because i don't know where i'd end up i've got some ideas where i'd end up but those may be rooted in four decades of experience and the business and our employees have changed a lot since since i ran a store so let's let's tease the next episode we'll get into staggered in times because that's an even and that's mine and 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 i think we should talk more about that cool and the reason i want to talk about it is because i think both you and i agree that the key to being successful for the long term is to devote yourself to becoming a lifelong learner so I, I truly want to have the discussion and see where we come out because uh, I always want to always want to make sure that I'm keeping up with the changes in the business. Well, I don't know if it's a change in the business as much as it is a change in my own personal philosophy. So sure, let's talk about that. Back to scheduling to your customers' needs. Yes, sir. So is it acceptable to hire somebody that's not able to work on a Friday night? Yes, is the short answer. And the uh, and the follow-up or the supporting reasons for my answer would be you're open seven days a week and somebody has to open the store on Monday and somebody has to open the store on Tuesday. Now, I can't have a staff of 20 drivers that none of them want to work on a Friday night. I can hire someone. I mean, what if my needs are opening Monday through Friday and they say, they can't work Friday nights. Well, you've filled 80% of my needs. Even if I decide I don't want to keep you on Friday because I don't want to be checking people out in the middle of my dinner rush. So I'm going to go with yes, but I'm ready to listen to, to your qualified yes or your argument against. No, I think it's a qualified yes. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I said Friday because most folks will be like, Hey man, they need to be work Friday. It's the busiest night. But Friday I'm using to get me in the door for the other one, which is Sunday. Because how many stores do you know where Sunday no one wants to work? And you and I have both done some time in Salt Lake. And I know when we first started working there, that was commonplace. Sunday was a huge problem. It's a qualified yes. If my only need on my schedule is Sunday and the only day they don't want to work is Sunday, I don't really have a place for them but maybe the store down the street does. Or maybe they'll work every other Sunday, especially if you're in a deep, dark hole, because now you've got two of the Sundays of the period taken care of, and you're, you're closer to getting out of that hole. It's that negotiation piece, right? But it's anybody who says, I can't work this, it's always got to be a qualified yes. Like, like that works as long as that's not the only need you have. So I think what I hear you saying is that we've got to make sure when we're hiring, we're not thinking 30,000 foot view and we're a little closer understanding what our needs are so that we can answer questions about availability and about that perfect schedule. And your answer to that question could be different today than it is five, five days from now or five weeks from now, depending on who you've hired and who's on the team or how your existing team's availability changes. 
I mean, people are always in flux. And I think that we've got to be a flux capacitor. I don't know that that works, but it just came to my mind as soon as I said flux. So I wanted to say it, but we've got to make sure that we're we're communicating with our team so that when we make our schedule, we're making a schedule where people are going to show up. Maybe some of the call outs are our fault. Maybe some of the people not showing up on time are our fault. I mean, you remember our time in Ohio when we were doing the service class, we said to the manager in charge, when we were trying to decide whether to route a single or a double, Hey, what's the chances of the five o'clock driver showing up on time? And she looked at us with a straight face and said, zero, because their other job doesn't get out till 530. And you and I just both looked at each other and said, then why is she on the schedule of five? And she said, well, the manager had to get rid of the green box on schedule on scheduler. That story, I laugh every time I tell it because it's just so crazy to me. But you remember that team member was upset, too. Yeah. Because because they get side eyed and everybody knows that they're late all the time, but they can't get there on time. Yeah, because they have other commitments, not because they're making choices, because they have other commitments that they probably talked about during the interview process. All right. Wrap this puppy up. Oh, no, no, no. This one's all yours. I'll, I'll give the recap. How about that? That's what I meant. Yeah. So. We want to talk about scheduling to the customer's needs and the team members needs, finding a way to negotiate something that's mutually beneficial. And we want to make sure that we're not putting the moment over the person. Oh, I love that, dude. I love that. I'm probably going to make a sticker. Uh, I might do both. Okay. Continue. Or was that it? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm lost in stickers and posters now. No, it's okay. I think that's pretty much it for this one, Sam. Yep. Listen I love to your it. People. Talk about the perfect schedule for them and negotiate a perfect schedule that's mutually beneficial for the two of you. Hey, y'all, the Super Bowl's coming up. Hope your teams are ready. Hope you've negotiated with your teams to get the very most out of them and help them maximize their earning potential. Hopefully your team is in the Super Bowl. I know I'm hoping on this January 15th day that my Lions are still playing. I am cautiously optimistic, but not overly confident. You have been listening to episode number 129 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Make sure you share us with your friends, like us, follow us. Still yet to see an airplane flying with a banner. We would love to see that. Again, go out, sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.